Welcome to the Leadership Exposé podcast. This podcast is for purpose-driven leaders at diverse levels and organizations around the world who are seeking to scale and transform their leadership to level up their business and to create an impact in the lives of people all around them. Business and boardroom topics, trends, innovation, transformation, and the intersection with leadership is the focus. We enable success. I'm your host, Stephen Paul. In this episode, we meet Mark Costello, co-founder and chief executive officer of Hub. Mark has held senior roles in some of UK's largest insurance broking houses, as well as at some of the regional brokers. We will hear about his journey, his executive role, and how he has navigated through sales and marketing leadership roles and in product and distribution design roles, whilst also addressing some of the trends uh, that's happening currently. Mark, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm very well, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Uh, You know, Mark, we were just exchanging where we are based uh, before the podcast. For our uh, audience, do you want to share where you're based? Yeah, so uh, I live in a farm about 25 miles outside of Edinburgh. 30 miles outside of Glasgow, uh, yeah, and, and work from home predominantly, but travel a lot to our offices in Glasgow and London. Awesome. We're curious to hear about your journey, Mark. Uh, tell us where it all began and uh, the intersection with your uh, with your professional journey as well. Yeah, so um, I grew up in Scotland, done the student bit and then uh, I found myself working at Royal Sun Alliance and, and like pretty much everyone else I didn't really choose to, to work in insurance you, you just kind of fall into it Um, and, and then I done a big stunt in London working for some big dynamic broken houses which was an amazing education Um, and, and quite a shock right moving to London from a provincial town in Scotland was was an eye opener. Yeah, yeah, and and um, you uh, you you've been through different um, domains within insurance as well. You know, sales, marketing. Do you find uh, you know differences between those two, and you know, uh, products and distribution design? Um, so kind of the different value, the different different you know phases of value chain as well that you've been through yeah yeah so so obviously um i mean i think that i, I and i think this in any organization um and in, in any field although i've only worked in insurance right so i might be wrong but i think that to truly understand what your product is you've got to truly understand what the customer is right and um I, I don't think unless you've spent, and I'm not saying that everybody has to come from a sales background to progress because that mm. isn't the case, right? Um, but I think you really have to have understood what the customer wants, regardless of what side of the, the value chain you come from to, mm. to, to truly make a difference to the customer. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. And um, tell us a little bit more about your focus currently. You're the co-founder and CEO of Hub. Tell us yeah. a little bit more about that and how uh, how that shapes into the organization. Yeah, okay. So um, Hub's been a journey. Um, and my focus at the moment is really shaping the strategy going forward. 
and really helping let my team get on with running the business um and 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 really creating so, so, so two things focus on strategy and focus on culture because i think the two are hugely important um but i think culture eats strategy for lunch every day of the week that that's the truth awesome and and tell us a little bit about how what's what's the model um that you're yeah. you're promoting Okay, so so having spent my whole career working in brokers and, and seeing seeing how the dynamics of what a broker is have changed over time mm-hmm. um and, and how the their positioning in the marketplace has changed, um I identified what I felt was a gap in the market and really what we've set out to do is build a, a platform that automates all of the manual tasks involved in being a broker and uh, and it returns insurance skilled staff to really high value tasks. So I suppose I need to break down what that means. Mm-hmm. I believe that um I believe that that automate automation is not easy, right? Um uh, so so what we are doing is using AI to basically become the broker to the point where the tech can't do it anymore. And then the human broker takes over and does those high value tasks. Now, where we are in our journey, we've eliminated in a small segment of the market, about 85% of the manual tasks. And what that also does, not only does it give the customer a much speedier resolution to what they want, whether it's buying insurance or getting a claim paid, but, but what it also does is, as I said, given the cut our staff that the opportunity to do high value tasks more and more and more, so they're not shuffling bits of paper about. But what it also does is it eliminates errors and emissions. Because if you think about what a broker is, and that's insurance, stocks, commodities, that a got a person that sits in the middle of two parties, yeah. and resolves both sides of the parties' needs. So the insurer needs this amount of premium for that amount of risk and the customer wants to get the right cover at, at, at a reasonable price. And what, what we've done is we've we've, edit, we've eliminated lots and lots of errors and omissions that can happen because people forget to do stuff. They spell something wrong. So there you get more work around. So the customer, our team are then doing more administration because they've spelled something wrong. We are using open source data to scrape a lot of the customer's proprietary information so that that can't happen and basically what we are is a marketplace right we're bringing buyer and seller together that's what mm-hmm. we do and the more we can automate that the more everybody in the value chain because we can work for less as the intermediary the man in the middle the marketplace because we can work for much less the mm-hmm. insurer should get more premium that they retain more of the premium so they've got a better opportunity to make profit and mm-hmm. the customer should get a best better price as well because we can take less from the transaction. Yeah, and you, the, wonderful. And you mentioned about the marketplace. So, so if I was a business looking to leverage Hub, how would that conversation between you and I sound like? Yeah, that's a good question. So traditionally, and I've been there and done this, the customer, go, the broker goes out to the customer's premises they start scribbling down in a bit of paper all the information about that customer, and that takes forever. And then they talk about their insurance requirements and needs, 
and then um, they take it from there. Where we've changed that dynamic, we don't go and see people at the premises, A, because we don't have the time to do it, and B, because the customer doesn't have the time to do it, right? Um, so, so, so what we've done is created a dynamic open source data lake so we get the company, the com the customers, all the directors. We know when they were formed. We know where they're based. Um, we know their turnover as is is up to date on company's house. We know how many staff they've got because we can suck that information out. We can start sucking social sentiment about that customer. So yeah. we can really just cut out all of that bit, that mm. data grab, and just get to the nub of the conversation. And that is, what mm. risks do you have? Yeah, and what do you need to protect? So it becomes a much quicker process. Yeah, it's, it's, and and the, it's yeah, go on. And the the customer seems to like that, right? Yeah. Because uh, I've had a few people say to me, "Oh, that all seems a bit big brothery, right?" Mm -hmm. But in actual fact, yeah, we work in a market which is mid market. Which, that's an insurance expression, and the SME we are more in the M than the S. So yeah. people spending about ten to twenty thousand pounds a year. The person that runs that business, like me, who's running a business in that same space, does not have time to stop for a cup of coffee, right? They mm -hmm. really are busy people. That fact that we're expediting all that for them is a huge benefit to them. Yeah, absolutely. I was just gonna comment as you were gonna as you as you were describing about the customer side of things as well. I mean, like the intersection between, you know, your AI enabler and your customer experience is tremendous. And I mean, I, I'm I'm an influencer of AI myself, and you know, we are in the midst of um, you know this 4.0 revolution at the moment, where yeah. you know all of all of AI and you know later on Met metaverse as well is going to be coming into play but uh, this is this is one of the elements where hub is actually you know driving con you know ai conversational ai bringing that customer experience so uh, all of what you've just described in terms of model makes innovative sense at this point. yeah yeah well yeah. we've actually got and i'm not a tech person Stephen. right i really like, i struggle logging on and fixing my phone when it breaks but but we've got four data scientists in the business mm. and we spend more on tech each month than any other space in the business because we can see the direction of travel and it's funny you mentioned the metaverse because the metaverse is already a tool for us mm. so as i explained we've got a home working model mm. but we've built an office in horizon workspace um, and we have a lot of team meetings and training sessions inside the metaverse. And once you get over that goofy bit at the start about the avatars, it's far superior having yeah. eight people inside that space than it is doing it over Teams and Zoom. Because, yeah. and it's really, really strange, right? Because you see these people face to face, and then you go into the Horizon workspace with them. And like Ulrich Zink, who's our CTO, is French and is very. Um, uses his hands a lot when he speaks, not to be stereotypical, but his avatar does the same thing, right? And yeah. it almost tricks your brain to think that you're actually sitting in a room with them. Yeah, exactly. Um, wonderful. Mark, tell us, uh, do you have any experiences or any stories that you can share that comes to your mind, uh, you know, as, as a leader yourself now that's resulted in a highly positive outcome, aside from some of the things that you've mentioned? um so is this more around people um yeah go for uh, it yeah mm. i mean 
we we've we we onboarded a lot of young people. Um uh so the government done a kickstart program, if you remember rightly, during the pandemic. Yeah. And we brought lots of young kids in, some of them graduates, some of them not. Um and and that's just been such a hugely positive experience. I mean, it's been painful, right? So some of them didn't make the grade. Um, but what we've built is people, young people who are hugely talented, who have mm. just shaped them into being part of Hub. And that experience of seeing seeing people coming in with no experience and developing up the way mm. inside the organization, that gives me more satisfaction than anything. And they then become such cheerleaders for hub that you know it becomes a part of of the fabric of their life and it's just fantastic to see yeah you're 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 in essence you're in essence enabling the next generation of leaders but bringing in your model and getting them to uh to interface with that model as well so i can completely relate to the satisfaction that you're yeah you're experiencing there yeah Um, yeah, and 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 what are you seeing in terms of um, you know important topics or trends uh, these days aside from uh, you know your your industry that's that's impacting people or businesses leaders boards and so forth. Um, so the macroeconomic position, as we all know, isn't great, um, and we've got a well, are we in a recession? Are we not? Who knows? Right, I think we are, um, but really that supply side issue, um, which. If you look at the headlines, it's all focused quite rightly on what's happened in the Ukraine and the oil and gas prices escalating. But those supply side issues and that just in time economy that the whole world ran on for for a long time now, we now see the we now see how that supply issue and that just in time model, how how amazingly well it worked before and and how hard it's been to get it back up to speed. And that's a huge issue inside our space, right? So um we ensure we ensure professional lines, we ensure um intellectual property, but we ensure a lot of property and material possessions, right, that are part and parcel of a business's operation. And claims are becoming much more difficult to get resolved because mm-hmm. the insurers don't have the staff to deal with it. They can't get the materials to do repair works uh, on vehicles, they can't get supply vehicles so we're starting to see claims inflation and anecdotally from some of my partner insurers that we work with we're looking at 25 30 percent claims inflation so mm. that's a typical claim that would have been a thousand pounds a year ago is now 1300 pounds mm. and that's going to feed into the reinsurance markets and treaty mm. insurance renewals are due we're expecting to see some upward pressure on that space as well so yeah, I I think that um, I, I mean I was of the opinion that by next summer that the macro will sort itself out because the supply chains will all start working again and com- competition will come back into play, and I think that's probably true to some extent still. But I think well, we we record this. 10 minutes after the mini budget as it was called um yeah and that that fills me with dread the budget that was just released mm. utter dread yeah yeah interesting times um i mean with all of these trends and um you know challenges and opportunities as well 
Mark, is there one thing that you can share with us on your formula to your success? Uh, hard, hard work, um, really yeah. hard work. Um, but, but ultimately, um, I, as the leader of the business, what I've realized and what I need to be humble about is that assuming you're the smartest person in the room is a bad mistake. And um, the the biggest the biggest gift and the biggest advantage I think anybody can give their team and their own business is to give people the headroom to make mistakes and encourage them to make mistakes. Because I think fear, especially in the big corporates, yeah. fear drives everything. People are terrified of making mistakes, so they do nothing. Yeah. Um, we've grown from three full-time staff to 28 and 15 months because I think we give people the headroom to make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, with, with the mindset and the leadership that you have, you're basically enabling that, you know, step by step and you're making progress. Um, so I, is it fair to say that you're actually seeing that progress and you've you've mentioned that in, in you know in the discussion we've just had over the last uh, 20 minutes or so are you seeing and satisfied with the progress that you're uh yes absolutely yeah. absolutely seeing it satisfied by it but also top of mind conscious that that complacency is a killer um mm. and you know we we are a startup we're probably not a startup anymore. We're probably in more than a growth stage. Yeah. But 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 remaining true to the principles that got us to here, mm. and as you onboard more people, making sure that those those principles that you adhere to are are stuck to, are hugely important. And and we've made, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's I've made so many mistakes in this journey. Right. Some of the stuff I look back at and I'm embarrassed by. Um, but but I'd never done it before, right? And but I think it's important. Yeah. That my team see that I make mistakes. I yeah. think that's important because they then know that when I come to them and say, "Look, I've made a mistake here. Sorry about that." They know they're empowered to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Any 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 lessons you want to just share very quickly that you don't want to repeat? <laughs> Yes, right. Okay, so if, if if I was meeting somebody who was a first time founder now and they were starting out, uh, my my first, well, we've not done this really, but my first lesson is, don't give away equity quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't don't try and cover up what's not good because mm -hmm. when you go and speak to savvy investors and you say the what you know, it's Alice in Wonderland here, right? Everything's just perfect. They don't believe you. Because if you're needing to raise capital, then it isn't perfect, right? And that 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 be honest about what you've got wrong, what you need to fix, but sell them the dream, right? Because mm -hmm. you know, um, you've got to be a bit of a dreamer if you're going to build a business from scratch and try and change an industry that's worked the same way for two hundred years. Maybe you've got to be slightly mad as well. But um, yeah, I I think that. That would be the one advice I would give people. And not to get yourself boxed in early. I also think an early stage startup, you should hire on attitude as opposed to ability. You can teach ability. Mm -hmm. You can't teach attitude. Hire people who are 
willing to say, I've no idea what you want me to do here, but mm. I'm going to have a go and then we'll fix it later. Um, you know, I always think, I, I, like everything, do something bad and then fix it quick because you, because it's better to do that than just plan and plan and plan and plan and plan and never execute anything. Yeah, yeah. No, wonderful. So what is the what 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 is the day in the life of uh, Mark look like these days? Um morning so to get, evening. <laughs> yes, yes. So well, I get up about five o'clock, drink coffee, watch TV, get to work, it changes every day. Um make check in with my team, check in with individuals in the team. Um, make make sure I try and get round all of the twenty eight people in the business at least once a month. Obviously, there's a senior leadership team who I'll speak to daily, um, and then try and get some time with my daughter who's four and the best thing ever, right? And but you know she causes me stress. Don't get me wrong, but she, she's the she's the biggest reliever of stress you could ever hope for. Yeah, yeah, excellent, Mark. We're coming to a close very shortly. Is there any closing messages or a challenge to other executive leaders or boards or organizations, marketplace that you want to uh, to highlight here? Yeah, I mean, having spent most of my life in corporate, I think people stop needing to take themselves so seriously and stop mm. having such a huge opinion of themselves. Mm. I've seen it so many times where I've been in big organizations and leaders make decisions and it clearly isn't working and they can't just put their hands up and go yeah i made a bit of a racket there Let, let's try something else and 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 but what you get and especially in financial services right you get that kind of military loyalty up the scale so everybody sits with a straight face knowing it's going wrong agreeing with the person at the top you know? yeah. I, I and that's why i was a terrible employee because i could never do that i just couldn't do it <laughs> yeah no wonderful Mark, thank you very much for being with us today and uh, sharing your journey um, and for your insights and uh, your lessons uh, for other leaders as well. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. Wonderful. Um, okay, folks, thank you very much for listening in and stay tuned for our next episode where we hear from the major retired US, US Army who shares his experience on knowledge management and innovation with the Department of Defense. So stay tuned for our next episode on this and continue to stay on to hear about an exclusive offer for you. Hey, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You're now seeing this part of the video also because you consume some of my content, insights and teachings. Maybe you've been to my LinkedIn page or website or seen other social media ads or listened to my podcast. I'm Stephen Paul, a business and transformational executive coach, strategic advisor, leader and board member. I've been in diverse roles, corporate executive, entrepreneur and worked with businesses and firms of all sizes, built and launched businesses, created high impact boards and so forth in four continents. I get it. I've been there, done that. But what is different is I bring a unique perspective and a playbook. I've helped 100 plus business leaders just like you to scale and align their leadership top teams, the board and overall business for growth. Leaders like Ivana from medium sized company in the EU who grew 150% and expanded globally in under five months. 
After she started to work with me over facilitated sessions in an initial three days, I helped fine tune their strategy and align their leadership team and board to be a cohesive driving force to achieve their dreams and outcomes. I want to teach you the same thing and more on how to scale and align your leadership team and board so you can increase your business growth and value. Get clarity on what is the next right strategy for you. There are multiple ways we can work with you. Number one, click the link for a free non-obligatory 60-minute initial strategic session. Let's get a feel for your dreams, your vision, your challenges, and let me convert that into a route map for you where we can co-develop and co-pilot. Number two, enroll in an innovative and intuitive digital online course that I have curated, created to help you transform. It's called Unshakable Resilience. It is the ultimate program for individuals and business leaders like you who want to be equipped at a personal and professional level to respond to any form of challenges or in crisis situations and take on opportunities with grit, resilience, and build a mindset of success. In essence, you want to be unshakable, thrive in crisis, take on opportunities in the face of adversity, and build a success mindset. So click the link below to learn more on how I can personally help you individually and your firm to scale and align your leadership team and business and pivot in a transformational way. And for you to experience this, whatever the challenge you're facing, get in touch with me. Let's discuss and I will share my insight rapidly to enable your transformation. Click the links below.